Hello, everyone, and welcome to Platinum and Gold. I'm your host, Adam The Flop, and it feels so good to be recording a podcast episode right now. I know it's been a minute. I was trying to post an episode every Thursday and was doing a good job for a bit, but then definitely got a little bit busy doing other things like school. And also, I feel like at first when I was recording these podcast episodes, I was spending so much time recording each episode based on like one single topic that it would take me so long to edit. So now I'm going to try to do this thing where each episode I'll talk about multiple different topics. And hopefully that'll be more interesting for you guys too, because instead of me sitting here talking about one thing for 20 minutes... I'm kind of just dividing it up into different topics and different segments. So with that being said, I would love to get into the episode, but first make sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you use and also rate it five stars because I would really appreciate that. So lately I've been thinking a lot about Teenage Dream by Katy Perry and just how big that whole era was. So it got me thinking, are there any newer albums that have done something similar to what Teenage Dream accomplished. So basically, I thought of two albums, Fusion Nostalgia by Dua Lipa and Planet Her by Doja Cat. So I want to talk about both of those albums and then discuss why I think they are today's Teenage Dreams. I'm also going to introduce some new segments that I'll be doing on this podcast. So I'm going to be talking about the music news of the week. So basically my favorite music news from this week. I'll also be discussing my favorite album right now, and my thoughts on this week's Billboard Hot 100 chart. So with that being said, let's start off by talking about Teenage Dream by Katy Perry, just to give a little backstory about how successful this album really was. So Katy Perry released Teenage Dream in 2010. It was her third album, so at this point she was already famous, you know, she had a number of hits, and she definitely did not receive the third album curse. The album had five number one singles, which is a very, very hard thing to do. You know, it's one thing if an artist gets five top 10 singles, which I mean is a hard thing itself, but think five number one singles. Like she was on the top of the charts five times with Teenage Dream, which is just crazy to me. I mean, she definitely deserved it because I think back to this album and think about it being the pop Bible, which a lot of people online consider it to be the pop Bible. And it definitely was. I mean, these songs really had us all in a chokehold. I was personally 10 years old when this album came out and I just remember being obsessed with some of these songs and their music videos. Like the music video for Last Friday Night, this is just such a vivid memory of mine. I remember watching that for the first time and being shocked that Rebecca Black was in it because at the time Rebecca Black was getting bullied on the internet for her song Friday. So it's kind of iconic that Katy Perry had her in this music video because Katy Perry kind of portrayed like the weird high school girl in the music video that would get bullied. And just the fact that she invited Rebecca Black, I feel like was just a very nice gesture. And it definitely helped Rebecca Black get a little bit of popularity and it probably made her feel good about herself too. But yeah, this album was everything. It even had the diamond certified single, Firework. So that song sold over 10 million units just in the US alone. And what I just mentioned doesn't even include the deluxe edition, which was called Teenage Dream, The Complete Confection. And so that album, which was just Teenage Dream with some new songs, also had two more top 10 singles, Part of Me and Wide Awake, and Part of Me hit number one. The tour also did really well. It had a total of 98 shows and earnings of around $50 million. So obviously this album performed extremely well. I feel like what also helped it is just the fact that it was released in 2010, 
which I feel like was the year that pop music was really at its peak. I honestly kind of missed that time because there was no streaming era. You know, you would hear a song on the radio, think it was good, and then buy it on iTunes, and that's how a song would become a hit. But today, it's a lot more complicated than that because of platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, which, I mean, I love, but it also makes it a lot harder for artists to have a big era like Teenage Dream because so many singles from different artists are constantly being released. And I feel like TikTok plays a big role in that too because the music industry today is somewhat of a TikTok competition. You know, I feel like a lot of artists are just competing for that viral song that'll translate into the streaming platforms. And because every day we're discovering more and more viral songs on TikTok, our attention becomes focused on those songs and not enough on the artists themselves and their albums. Because of that, artists today can't just release an album and then make a bunch of song singles and call it an era. You know, they have to have a bunch of TikTok hits in one album if they want to have an era similar to Teenage Dream by Katy Perry, even though that was way before TikTok's time. And that leads me into Planet Her by Doja Cat. Now, Planet Her isn't similar at all to Teenage Dream in terms of sound, really. And that's because it's a pop rap album. But I would say it's kind of similar in terms of being a wide, successful era. So Planet Her started out by performing pretty moderately. It debuted at number two on the Billboard 200 with 109 units sold in the first week. So not bad, but also not amazing. It's also important to remember that this was just Doja Cat's second album, and it was really her first album being a popular artist. At the time, the lead single Kiss Me More was already becoming a smash hit, and she had released You Right with The Weeknd as the second single off of the album. But what really helped this era is when two songs, Need to Know and Woman, started going viral. They started taking off around the same time, and Need to Know ended up peaking at number eight, but Woman actually just reached a new peak of also number eight. So it's kind of crazy because this album has been out for almost a year now, and we're seeing Woman continue to climb the charts, and the album itself is still in the top 10 on the Billboard 200. The album is currently sitting at number eight and has sold over 2 million units just in the US. She really has everyone obsessed with this album. She hasn't done an official tour yet, but she's performed at a lot of different festivals, including Coachella, which was just this past weekend. And I feel like every time she has a performance, I see it on my For You page and it's like a viral video of her performing. And she's just such a great performer. She always brings choreography, vocals, like her whole energy is just amazing. And I would love to see her live. But I feel like once she does a solo tour, it'll do so well. It's kind of crazy that every single Doja releases goes viral on TikTok because she never really posts her songs on her TikTok page and tries to get them to go viral. It just kind of happens organically, which I feel like is so special. But I definitely would compare this to Teenage Dream's success because the album's been out for a year now and the era is still going on with Doja Cat having a top 10 single and a top 10 album at the same time right now. And she also just released Get Into It Ya yeah as the fifth official single from the album. So I don't see the era ending anytime in the very near future. I feel like at the earliest it'll end later this year, maybe if she decides to start her next era, but we'll see. Also, I just want to say really quick that this album deserved album of the year at the Grammys. And you can think what you want, but just know that Planet Her by Doja Cat was completely robbed. Oh my, let me be a woman. 
Next, I want to talk about Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa because it's kind of crazy how well this album performed considering all the bad things that were happening when it came out. So the Future Nostalgia era started off really well. Dua released Don't Start Now as the lead single in 2019 and it became a worldwide smash hit. She then released Physical, which became a huge hit in Europe. And then it was time for her to release the album. But the problem was, is that this was in March of 2020 when the pandemic was fresh. And to make things worse, Dua's full album leaked forcing her to release it earlier than she was planning. It's so sad because Dua was very, very upset during this time. I remember she did an Instagram live and she was just crying the whole time because she didn't know what to do, which is totally understandable because if you're an artist releasing an album, you're expecting to promote it with your live performances and interviews. And of course you can do those things virtually, but this was when the pandemic was first starting. So music artists really did not know what the fuck they were going to do. But Dua powered through and released the album, and it performed pretty moderately at first. It debuted at number four on the Billboard 200 and sold 66,000 units in its first week, which is okay, especially for Dua because it was her second album. And at that point, she was kind of just getting started becoming a super popular artist in the US. Never would I ever have expected a Teenage Dream-like album to come out of Dua Lipa's future nostalgia, especially during the pandemic. But surprisingly, she made it happen. Every award show or virtual performance that was going on in 2020, you bet your ass that Dua Lipa was going to be there promoting one of her singles. And she made sure to have a lot of singles and didn't just stop at Don't Start Now and Physical after the album came out. When releasing the album, she made the song Break My Heart a single, which became a pretty big hit. But what became a huge hit was the following single, Levitating. Levitating was probably the biggest hit of last year. It was literally everywhere. You cannot escape it. Anywhere you go, you would hear that song. And she just did a really good job at keeping that song alive throughout an entire year. What's crazy though is that Levitating actually never hit number one. It spent weeks in the top 10 and was so close one week to hitting number one, but it was blocked by Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic. So it ended up peaking at number two, which is still really good, but you'd think that a song as big as Levitating would be number one everywhere. The era was fucking iconic though, and she even had another single after Levitating, which was Love Again. So in total, she had five singles off of the album, which is kind of unheard of in the streaming era of music. The era lasted a whole two years, and I honestly can't think of another album that's been able to do this since Taylor Swift did it with her album 1989 in like 2014. She's also been having a lot of success with the tour. She's been selling out arenas. And I personally know some people who have gone to see her. And I'm so mad at myself that I never bought tickets because similar to Doja Cat and how I was saying that there's so many viral videos of her performing. I also see that with Dua. I go on TikTok all the time and see performances from her Future Nostalgia tour. And she just looks like such a great performer. And I just want to see her live so bad. So hopefully that hopefully one day I can do so. But yeah, if you go to the Future Nostalgia tour, you are lucky as fuck. So yeah, Future Nostalgia is definitely the latest Teenage Dream-like album that we've had. It kind of makes me wonder what's next from Dua Lipa. Like with Katy Perry, Teenage Dream was so big that she was never really able to top that era. So with Dua, it's definitely going to be hard for her to top Future Nostalgia. But I do think that she's capable of doing so.
now I'm super excited to introduce one of the new segments that I'll be doing on each podcast episode. So basically, I'll be listing the top 10 songs on this week's Billboard Hot 100 chart. And so I'll be giving my opinions about the songs, saying some songs that I think shouldn't be in there, as well as saying some songs that I think should be in there. And then kind of just having a discussion about it with myself. Okay, so here's the top 10. At number one is First Class by Jack Harlow. Number two is As It Was by Harry Styles. Number three, Heat Waves by Glass Animals. At number four is Big Energy by Lotto. Number five is Enemy by Imagine Dragons and J.I.D. Number six is Stay by The Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. Number seven is Super Gremlin by Kodak Black. Number eight is Woman by Doja Cat. And number nine is Ghost by Justin Bieber. And at number 10 is That's What I Want by Lil Nas X. Okay, I have a lot of thoughts about this week's top 10. First off, definitely not the biggest fan of the top 10 this week. I feel like I've seen a lot better top 10s, but I've also seen some worse top 10s. But this week just isn't anything special in my opinion. Definitely kind of surprised that First Class by Jack Harlow is number one and As It Was by Harry Styles is number two because I feel like As It Was has been everywhere. But at the same time, First Class kind of went viral before Jack Harlow released it. So by the time he released it, it was already a viral hit. And that kind of got it to the top spot. My favorite song on this list is probably Big Energy by Lotto, which is at number four. And last week, it peaked at number three. I was literally shocked last week when I saw it hit number three because I feel like I just didn't realize how big of a hit it really is. I mean, I guess it makes sense though because she released a remix featuring Mariah Carey. So their fans kind of went hard to get that in the top 10. But number three, like holy shit, Lotto is killing it right now. She's definitely an artist on the rise and I would love to see her get even more popular in the future. Obviously, I'm happy that Woman by Doja Cat is in the top 10 now, especially because it's been climbing on the charts literally since last summer. So it's kind of crazy to see how organic this song really is on the charts. I'm also kind of surprised to see Stay by The Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber and That's What I Want by Lil Nas X still in the top 10 because they've just been out for a while, kind of like Woman by Doja Cat. But Stay peaked at number one last summer and it's number six right now. So it's really impressive that that song is still doing so well. And That's What I Want was released with Lil Nas X's album last September. Um, and similar to Woman, it kind of took a while for it to climb into the top 10. So it's kind of crazy that it's still there. I saw a tweet that was talking about how Imagine Dragons always has some huge hit song and then they disappear for a few years, kind of maybe have like a little bit of a flop era, and then they come back and have like another huge hit song. And I feel like that's what's happening right now with their song Enemy. I guess it's a good song, but it's nothing, I feel like it's nothing that we haven't seen from Imagine Dragons before. A song that I think should be in the top 10 is definitely Bomb Bomb by Camila Cabello and Ed Sheeran, which is currently sitting at number 25 and has peaked at number 23. The song is doing super well globally. It's currently at number six on the Spotify global chart. So I really hope that the U.S. wakes up and streams Bomb Bomb and gets it into the top 10 where it belongs.
So I was just talking about Bomb Bomb by Camila Cabello, and that kind of leads into my next segment where I talk about my favorite piece of music that is out right now. And this week, it is Familia, Camila Cabello's third studio album. Not only is it my favorite album of hers, but it's also my favorite album released this year because I feel like she just did such a good job at being vulnerable in a way that we haven't seen her before. She was definitely vulnerable on her last two albums when she sang songs about love and heartbreak, but on this album, I feel like she goes more in depth about those topics while also discussing things like anxiety, starting out in the music industry really young, and even her experience leaving Fifth Harmony. She does this all while connecting with her heritage as most of the songs on there are Latin pop songs with Latin elements in the production. And there are also two songs that are sung entirely in Spanish. I also love all the collaborations on this album. Obviously there's Bomb Bomb with Ed Sheeran and I think it was smart to add him to the song because he is one of the biggest artists out there right now. So it definitely helps put Camila in the spotlight a little bit. There's also Psycho Freak featuring Willow and Willow Smith has been gaining a lot of popularity over the past year with her music. So I think it was also a good decision to add her on the album. Asa Los Dientes featuring Maria Becerra is another one of my favorite songs. It's one of the songs that's sung entirely in Spanish. I love Camila. I love Maria. I'm so happy that they joined forces for this collab. I'd say my top three on the album are Psycho Freak, Asa Los Dientes, and La Buena Vida. I am obsessed with La Buena Vida. Words cannot describe the way I feel when I listen to that song. I'm obsessed with the lyrics, the melody, Camila's vocals, the production, the mariachi in the background. If you listen to one song from the album, let it be La Buena Vida, for sure. Okay, on to my next segment, which I want to start doing in my episodes, which is my favorite music news of the week. So obviously every week we get some sort of music news, whether it's artists releasing songs, artists releasing albums or announcing their songs or albums. But this week, something crazy happened. One of my favorite artists who has not released music in a very long time has started teasing her next single. And that artist is Haley Steinfeld. Now, if you're a stan of my podcast, you probably heard my episode where I talked about Haley Steinfeld and how I really think that she could be running the charts right now if she was more consistent with releasing music and if she had released a debut album when she had the opportunity to. She started releasing music in 2015 and then released an EP followed by some more singles and another EP in 2020 and hasn't released music since then. And I've really, really been missing her. But this week on TikTok, she teased a video of her in the studio and announced a single called Coast. Now she didn't announce a release date or anything, but she dropped a pre-save link. So I'm assuming it'll be coming within the next month or so, hopefully. But definitely stream that song and support Haley Steinfeld when it comes out because she could really be a main pop girl right now, and I truly mean that. She's had so many hit songs like Love Myself, Starving, Most Girls, and Let Me Go. So I feel like it could really be her time to shine 
if she gets the support behind her. And hopefully this is the year that she finally releases her debut album because it's been, what, seven years now? Like, it's about time that she releases a full body of work and I will be streaming. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Make sure to follow me on social media if you haven't already. I'm Adam the Flop on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, definitely subscribe and rate it five stars. But thanks again for joining, and I hope you all have a great rest of your week.